Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Hi, this is Scott Wolf, and this conversation is with Barry Lane. Barry worked at Disneyland in the days when Walt Disney would still wander the parks back in the 1960s. Barry was a tour guide there, which is very unusual because for most of the 1960s, males were not allowed to be tour guides. Barry also was a skipper on the Jungle Cruise and worked in one of my favorite places in Disneyland, the Golden Horseshoe, where he got to see performances of the historic Golden Horseshoe Review. Disneyland is also special to Barry because he met his wife Connie there. Connie was a tour guide, VIP hostess, and the 1966 Disneyland Ambassador to the World. To begin this conversation from 2015, I asked Barry how he started working at Disneyland. Here's Barry Lane. I moved from New England, which is where I was raised, and moved out to Southern California. I did not like the winters and everything. I graduated from elementary education and moved out to Southern California. Uh, my aunt was a registered nurse. She worked for one of the hospitals in Anaheim, and she was in charge of the uh, maternity. And a woman uh, was lady was there having her baby, and her husband was Ralph Quick. I don't know if you know him, but Ralph was in uh, uh, guest relations at the time. And he was from Massachusetts, same place. You know. And he's, he said, well, have, you know, have him come over and, and see me. Uh, and uh, I always like to have somebody from Massachusetts. Because Disney was still, you know, new. Yeah. I, mean, I was only five years old. <laughs> and uh, so I went in and I had an interview with Ralph. And uh, he hired me right on the spot, and uh, I had to go to through their uh, employment uh, agent, and I met with the gentleman there. I can't remember his name, and uh, fill out all my paperwork. So I was hired. Well, at that time, Disneyland was only open on Wednesday through Sunday. They were closed on Monday and Tuesday. And so they said they were going to hire me as a tour guide. All right. Uh, I was a shy little guy from a little town in, you know, in New England. Uh, I had no... I, I was more the pessimist than I was anything else really? at the time. Um, and uh, so I ended up uh, hiring on my first day in the park that I'd ever been in the park, I was a tour guide. Okay. <laughs> Which to me is so strange because in the 60s and 70s, 80s, they didn't even have male tour guides. Uh, well, they did in the early 60s. I was the la- I, I came on in 19, April of 1960, and uh, that summer they discontinued the tours during the summer. They didn't have the tour guides going during the summer. So I was only like two and a half months that I was a tour guide. But that day that I showed up on Wednesday, they told me that I'd have, I'd go on maybe six or seven training tours yeah. with other tour guides, you know, to, uh, because I didn't know the park. Right. You know, I had a map just like the people coming in to <laughs> visit yeah. Disneyland. And uh, they gave me a spiel. It was like nine pages long. <laughs> and I had that Monday and Tuesday to, you know, to learn it. 
and uh, showed up for work, went on one tour, and they came in and got me. Uh, we had a, a tour uh, tour guide uh, waiting room that they uh, wait for the next tour. And they came in and got me and didn't get anybody else to go with me. Oh. And when they brought me out, they said, Barry, we're an experiencing an overload of guests today and an overload of tours. We need you to take your own tour out. Oh. So that afternoon, I ended up taking my own tour out. I was lost. Oh, no. I mean, I was so lost. You know, people ask people ask me for the telephone booth, and I'd send them to the restroom. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't know what oh, I didn't know what was going on. You know, oh, and uh, you know, I'd only had that one day going through, or that one tour going through. Um, fortunately, the park is laid out, so it's easy to get around. You got yeah. the hub. And you've got, uh, you know, the different lands and Main Street and everything. So it's really hard to get lost. But, uh, and unfortunately, I didn't get lost. Uh, But I'd made a few mistakes. Of course, I had my uh, New England accent. And uh, people were asking me if I was from Massachusetts or whatever. Or from Boston, they usually say. Yeah. So I worked real hard. And... By the time I finished with that, I had, with being a tour guide, I finished, got rid of my Boston accent. Oh, even today, a word will slip in every once in a while. Really? Then they gave us a, uh, if you were already working, they gave you an opportunity to uh, pick what ride that you'd you know, like to work on during the summer. And the Jungle Cruise had the best parties <laughs> is that what you, you get to choose? That? Well, that's I got to choose the Jungle Cruise, and I had it. I had an interview, and Connie can't understand us today. But there was a chicken dinner restaurant right oh, yeah. off the river. Right. Okay, right up against the river, and I had an interview, and I had uh, the vice president of Disneyland and his. Uh, Director, one the director underneath him, another supervisor, and there were four of them. And we had they had a, they interviewed me up at the uh, restaurant, and uh, they said, "Fine, yeah, really, you can start at the at the uh, Jungle Cruise. It was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. Made a lot of good friends. You know, people were real friendly. I mean, they just." We were still new enough that everybody there, you know, they were still hiring new people, you know. And so everybody there was just as new as I was in some cases, you know. Was so, it a serious ride? Today there's never. all kinds of jokes. Oh, it wasn't. So you, <laughs> you got to make jokes and everything? Oh, yeah. Even back oh, then? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, they gave you the spiel, yeah. okay? But yes, you could ad lib. You, you know, that was part of the whole thing was to make the people laugh and oh, okay. have fun. And what and year enjoy. was that about? 1960. Yeah. Huh. What Did you do the backside of water joke in those days? Oh, yeah. You did. It goes back that far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. the, the basic ride, they didn't add, like, the big elephant area. They didn't add that until 
later on. Right. That wasn't there. I mean, but uh, the basic ride that I can remember didn't really change too much. Uh, during the month of uh, November, yes. I got my walking papers 13 times. <laughs> what had happened was that uh, at the end of the summer, I stayed on in the Jungle Cruise until October, the end of October. And then in November, they, they really started cutting back. And uh, so I was laid off in the first, first week in November. And I would show up at the gate the next morning at the front gate. And I'd call in to the Jungle Cruise. They had direct phone contact right to the ride. And uh, I got to be pretty good friends with the uh, foreman. And I was doing a pretty good spiel. So, I, you know, I, it wasn't that I wasn't doing my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'd end up working a full day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd uh, uh, get laid off the next that night, or sometimes they'd call me and they'd say, well, show up tomorrow, you know, come in tomorrow. And then yeah. you also said you worked at the Golden Horseshoe. What yeah. did you do at the Golden Horseshoe? Uh, I was, uh, well, you had two basic operations. You either worked the soda fountains and uh, filled the uh, orders there for the waitresses, or you were, uh, you worked the bringing the people in and uh, helping them to find seats and, uh, and things like that. So uh, controlling the crowd control, you know, uh, coming into the horseshoe. And uh, we had regular things that we had to do, you know, uh, tell the people that, uh, that, which was probably the hardest thing to do, was to tell the people that if they don't go in now, if they're not here, they can't save seats for people outside. Well, you got to understand that when the show started, the lights would go out, and it was dark in there, and uh, Wally would come in from the back end of the, of the Golden Horseshoe. Yeah. So he had to walk up, you know, alongside the bar and everything. You couldn't have people, you know, coming in sure. and disturbing uh, the show while it was going on. You know, you'd announce it several times and you'd announce it when the people were going in, but you're not listening. Yeah. Yeah. I became a foreman uh, at the Golden Horseshoe. Uh, not the first shift foreman, but I was second shift or... Uh, fill-in type thing for me. We didn't have a direct supervisor that was over the Golden Horseshoe. It was usually a supervisor from the land itself, frontier land, uh, or uh, uh, adventure land. And uh, we were pretty much left alone. You know? That's nice. Well, we had the operation was going well. I mean, it didn't. It was pretty steady, and you know, we didn't have a lot of complaints. You know, it was just a happiest place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you said you were there when they were doing the ten thousand performance or the uh, yeah the TV show yeah. ten thousand yeah. performance right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And what were you doing for that? Uh, I was working the front door just. Uh, Letting people know that you know there was a special thing going on. And, and, did you see uh, Walt that day? I know he did an introduction for it. I don't, not particularly, because he. I think he came in from the back. Okay. But I think, did you from ever the meet backstage. 
Yes, I met him on two occasions, or, or I saw him on two occasions. I met him once where uh, I was in the Golden Horseshoe, and uh, he uh, was uh, coming inside and coming upstairs, and I was coming downstairs. And he stopped me and uh, uh, spent a minute or so with me and asked me, you know, where I was from and what my name was. And, and uh, he was uh, very, he was Walt. Very congenial, very friendly. And Walt had that certain uh, way about him that made you feel comfortable with him. Yeah. And so we spoke again, again for know, maybe a minute and a half or so. Felt a lot longer with me. Uh, yeah. I was starstruck. Sure. <laughs> and then I met him about, or I didn't meet him, I saw him about, uh, it was about two months later, and he was with the... Uh, some of the uh, administrators of the park and they were walking around and uh, at that time our uh, badges didn't have names on them they were numbers and as he walked by he waved at me and said hi Barry and I, you know it's like he remembered my name you know now he could have gotten it from one of the you know administrators because they were supervisors and things and he'd ask but the idea was, he said... Yeah. And then uh, if he had to remember that he met you before, yeah, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, that was, it was interesting. The Either way is amazing, that, whether he remembered or whether he went out of his way just to be able to call you that. Isn't that something? Yeah. He'd bring people out to the Jungle Cruise. He had friends that would come on the Jungle Cruise. And uh, he'd come into the... He loved the Golden Horseshoe. He, he thoroughly enjoyed Wally and Betty and... Uh, when the first time I was there, the the tenor was Don Novus. Yeah. And they were all great really time. great people. You know, you, you, you kind of put them on a pedestal sometimes as a as a worker bee, so to speak. Sure. You know, you put them on a pedestal, but they were not that way. They were absolutely just nice people. And you get to you get to know them a little bit, and, and uh, uh, then when uh, I came back after I did my military service, I went back to the Golden Horseshoe, and Fulton Burley was there. Yeah. And Fulton was a comic. Yeah. He he loved to play. Uh, he'd play jokes on Wally. Oh really? <laughs> oh, no, and he'd play jokes on 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 the band. And we've, we enjoyed it as, uh, you know, cast members being there and watching it, you know, watching the show. Because you never knew what they were going to do. Yeah. You know, and like I said, Fulton was a prankster sometimes. <laughs> On stage, too. Yeah. <laughs> Betty was more serious than anyone else. Betty yeah. Taylor. She was more serious than anyone else. Hmm. But she was friendly. She was, you know. Part of the Golden Horseshoe's responsibility was to serve... Uh, uh, drinks mint juleps on the Mark Twain. Oh. They had a little bar up on the second level of the uh, Mark Twain, and we made uh, what we called mint juleps. It was a fruit punch yeah. type thing. And uh, we were responsible to uh, serve on that. Did you, uh, from the around, did you actually ride around on there? Oh, yeah, because you would do the serving during the time they were, oh. uh, we were the uh, boat was around it. Oh, yeah. Now I want to know where you met Connie. On the front porch of the Golden Horseshoe. 
really? Yeah. How did, was she? She was working? bringing. She yeah. She was working. She had. Uh, she was a hostess, a VIP hostess. Had a, a a group of people that would come in. We had reservations at the Golden Horseshoe, and they had. Uh, we had uh, four uh, boxes on either side of the stage, and then. And sometimes we had tables in the front or reserve. Uh, you had to go through guest relations in order to get those uh, seats. And and uh, but uh, she came in with a, a tour, and uh, it just went from there. I guess Disneyland was a place that you met a lot of nice people, especially in the uh, cast member area because they all fit the same profile that you did uh, it was easy to you know to meet people we used to stay in the park after hours for uh, until the park closed you know and then have to show up for work at six the next morning or something <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite memory in particular of working there well I guess when I met Connie I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably have to say that. We hope you've enjoyed this Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Thank you for joining us.